All right, this uh, is going to be pretty quick just because uh, I need to go work out and stop being so flabby. But uh, another Auburn-related uh, video, uh, well, podcast, and I want to do a few different ideas with this one over the past few days. Uh, ever since the Auburn Ole Miss game, I wanted to Ole Miss recap, but I felt like that the game itself did not matter. It felt like to a lot of fans, like it was an insta means the presentation um, from Bruce Pearl. And any commentation uh, from, I believe, Jimmy Dykes. I think Jimmy Dykes covered that game, I, I believe so. I may be wrong about that one. But essentially, it felt like a coordination. That's the word Justin Ferguson uses in his podcast. Um, and if the game itself is just an instant. I mean, I mean, there was importance in it because they beat someone who beat them 418 times uh, and then had basically beaten the mess out of them in Oxford. But it didn't feel like the game itself was what was important. It was just the significance of the moment. And fast forward to today, you know, the significance is obviously a bit diluted now uh, with Auburn being only, uh, quote unquote, only thrown up to number two in the AP poll. They finished behind Gonzaga by four votes. Uh, If you go to Justin Ferguson's uh, Twitter, you can see that the big uh, line demarcation was how the the votes disseminated outside of the top two. If you go down to one of I forgot which one it was, but essentially he remarked that only two voters outside of the, the well, two voters out of the 60 voters had Gonzaga not in the top two, which means three, four. I think that's how it shook out for them. It was one guy at three, one guy at four. All of the 58 votes, one or two. Uh, Auburn had, I believe he said, seven people put them outside of the top two. One going so far as to put them as top as a uh, ninth, which was the as um, I believe it was it was either Goodman or or Katz. I think it was Goodman. As Goodman remarked, if he had them as top four, which means one, two, three, four, they would have been number one. It would have offset the uh, it would have line and, and went in line with the uh, the first plate first place votes lead that we had we i'm an auburn fan we had over gonzaga so just something to keep in mind that and also apparently uh i think his name is james newell uh i i did not tweet this man at this man or whatever i was disappointed i didn't tweet about it but i don't believe it went out of your way to tweet like literally at people blow their mentions up blah 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 i will say people should be held accountable don't get me wrong if you do something as stupid as say hey i have a computer model here that says Auburn is a lot worse than they are normally uh, and you place them on a computer model and I believe it went so far as to say that literally the guy does not like watch games I think I saw that tweet somewhere that he does not he does his entire ballot is just based on computer models uh, specifically I believe Ken Pomeroy's that's just despicable I mean we already have a computer model why do we even need him we could just rank everybody based on Ken Palm or BPI or whatever, NET. Uh, you wouldn't even need people if you want to just have that. So the fact that he does that, I mean, even a Steven Sy, who has a massive bias, who has had multiple instances where he's just had the most wonky votes. Go look up a Steven Sy AP poll if you want to see that. Um, some of these voters just need to be held accountable by their BS. And I think to some degree, you can kind of spread that to uh, like media voters in general across all sports. I know the NBA MVP is probably the biggest, um, I guess, 
example of of the kind of vitriol that this concept has because there's a lot of times where like they'll just have the most nonsensical guys not get voted or especially with uh i think it's the same people with both the mvp vote and the um the all-star ballots uh well not all-star ballots but all the um first team second team blah blah a lot of people get mad about those and it's just i think there should be some level of accountability i will say that it's good that at least the ap poll places the names where their you know their vote is at like there is no like just hiding behind a stupid ass vote but i don't know man it should be ramifications if you play somebody like like literally the guy i think steven saw what um what happened was i think georgia was like number four and because of that they were like almost ranked something to that effect and the AP poll literally called this guy like, hey, what the hell are you doing? Because George is like one of the worst teams in basketball, right? Um, and he changed his vote. It was a miscalculation. Like, it was just a misprint. But he's had other uh, situations like that in the past that have made people like get up in arms. But hey, this dude's a fucker. Uh, get him to change his vote. And the AP poll did that. They got him to change his vote. I think you should be able accountable to if you put someone at number nine instead of in the top four where everybody else has in that. Um... I don't know if everybody has us at that place. Saying like, I think literally um, Goodman. Let me let me play though. I think Goodman said they were um, all aligned with top four, but I can't say that for a, a fact. Let's see, uh, James Newell. And it's just like I I, I don't know why why are you relying on relying on the model. But anyway, I don't want to just talk about that. From this place on, I'm going to talk more to the effect of um, you know what 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 happens next, right? Because this was supposed to be pretty much a uh, a day of praise uh and i i think that it's jesse newell not james newell I, i'm trying to convey how this could be momentum uh yeah gary parish not a not uh goodman gary parish who's also a pretty big cbs head or basketball head from cbs uh and as he put it Auburn is in the AP poll mostly because Jesse Newell voted Tyrus ninth. Uh, he said it's his ballot or let him defend it. But if he merely put Auburn in the top four, like 59 of the 60 other AP voters did, the Tigers would now be number one for the first time in school history. So literally his contrarian Ken Pomeroy computer poll based uh, outlook is why they're not number one. It's literally that reason why. Uh, and there's like almost no other like, like I think uh, NET has a number six, I think. But uh, Palm is just like the metrics, offensively speaking, um, have us incredibly low. So that's why we're at where we're at there. But I'm going to go in the second segment and just speak on to kind of the um, the inspiration, I guess, that comes out of this, and maybe some of the uh, you know if there's any negatives that could come out of it. I'll speak to that too. I actually found that the AL.com um, interviewed Jesse Newell and kind of got his rhetoric for why he did what he did with Auburn. So I'm going to read that. Um, this, you know, this is just me reading what he said. Um, he started a little bit trying to do with the AP poll. I think blah, blah, blah. This doesn't matter. But uh, he gets to the point where he says, to me, it goes down to two basic trains of thought. Are you trying to rank the best teams, or are you trying to rank the most deserving teams? Newell's approach was to try to rank the best teams. Okay. To him, that meant relying more on data points and best metrics to sort through all the teams that come up to his top 25. 
again, we're speaking of metrics, not watching. I mean, when you say rank the best team, I feel like the um, the eye test is huge in that. Like, if you say rank the best teams just based off of pure statistics, then that also leaves out subtests of, hey, let's say this team uh, had multiple players that returned from COVID and they're a bit sluggish. Now, they're going to have some pretty bad games for a while, but then when they get back into, you know, 100% health, uh, hopefully, obviously, this is an example, hypothetical. But once that happens, they're obviously going to play a lot more to their usual standard. So this small bump in performance statistically is going to fucking kill them in the grand scheme of 256 teams or however much is in D1. But, like, that that contest isn't there if you don't have the eye test. Anyway, he leaves in the metrics from Ken Palm, T-Rank, Sagarin, Team Ranks, and BPI to come with his ballot each week. These algorithms take into consideration how a team looks possession by possession over the course of the game. Those metrics have Auburn 9th, 7th, 10th, 9th, and 12th. All five of those metrics also have Gonzaga's number team in the country. Number one team in the country. Gonzaga performs well because they shoot the hell out of the ball. They do they do get some blocks. They do get some turnovers. Uh, they just perform well statistically. Obviously, when you play, like... I mean, I'm not going to speak to... They, they, always, they always schedule tough OOC, right? They always do that. At least recently I've always done that. And the WCC has been better this season than pretty much any past, any season like recent memory. Um, BYU is good. Uh, I believe St. Mary's is also a pretty good team. I don't think they've played St. Mary's yet, but I know they played BYU uh, who was top 30, but they've played like... I was arguing with a Gonzaga fan on Twitter about this. They've played... Um, I think it was in the past like... I want to say 15... In the past 20, 25 days, they've played one team in the top 30. Like, after the Texas Tech game, they played one team. I think it's five games, though. But they played one team out of those five teams in the top 30 AP. they played more teams that are in the hundreds, uh, not AP, NET. In the hundreds in NET, they played top 80 teams in NET. So they're not playing particularly good teams right now. Obviously, they should be beating the shit out of them. And yeah... If you're winning games by 110 points for like three straight games, that is impressive. But the fact of the matter is, you have like three five stars, multiple transfers that have been stars on other teams, uh, a top three pick. Drew Timmy was an MPOI. I mean, like, it's not like it should even be in question if you're playing North Alabama, uh, Pepperdine. Like, it shouldn't be that close. But anyway, kind of closing out on, on this point. Um, he says to that end, that end, um, speaking to the most deserving team, um, and this is kind of speaking to like the NET format, the quadrant one and two games, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he said that Auburn should be number one, have the best resume in the country. Uh, he believes they have the best resume in the country. But right now, there are probably eight teams in the country that on a neutral court they're not favored against. So that's how I do my poll. It doesn't change. It's the same week to week. Um, and he says that's consistent with how he always goes. I mean, that's that's asinine to me. Like, you can't have the best resume, beat the dog shot of multiple teams that have been ranked very favorably in NET, and then say, hey, you guys might lose a Texas Tech, or you guys might lose a Kansas. Um, you might not. You guys, like, we've played Kansas-caliber teams. We've, well, roughly, roughly Kansas-caliber teams. But we've played, like, teams they lost to. We've played Texas Tech-caliber teams. We've played Alabama, who beat Gonzaga. We've played, uh, Baylor lost to 
Oklahoma State and Oregon. We've played a handful, a shitful of teams on neutral courts that are better than both of those teams. Uh, we played St. Louis, who was a uh, top 50 team in it, on a neutral court. Murray State, top 40 NET team. Well, I guess to... to, 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 to uh, what are the metrics you're looking at to, to, to make that conclusion? Like, are you just saying because they played other highly ranked teams, that's why? I, I, I Maybe. Like, you could say Duke maybe could win because they beat Kansas. I mean, they beat Gonzaga. You could say that Gonzaga may win because they beat the shot of UCLA. I would contend UCLA is not a good team. Uh, at least not nearly comparable to what they were ranked as. Uh, Villanova, like, he, I think he had Villanova ranked highly. Villanova's dog shit. They got dog walked by, um, by them. I think it was Gonzaga, either Gonzaga or Baylor. And then they lost to Tennessee, if I remember correctly. I can look that up real quick to, to kind of confirm that. But, um, yeah, Tennessee, who just lost by 40 to Kentucky. You know, um, let's see. No, they beat the shit out of, uh, Tennessee. Who am I thinking about? Tennessee is fucking terrible. Who am I thinking about? I know they got like dog walked by somebody other than um Dan Baylor. I forgot who it was. Um give me a second. Oh, they lost to Purdue. Well, Purdue ranks highly. They also lost by nine to UCLA, but like I said, it's like not that good. Uh so they have multiple losses to teams that I guess are considered, you know, top line teams, I suppose. Purdue who um you know, just beat Illinois. They're a good team. Like, I'm not going to lie. They're, Purdue will probably be favored on neutral court. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, Villanova's not like... Villanova's not like... The eye test is not determined that they're a better team than Auburn. Like, I, I just don't know what to say to you. Like, they have lost two good teams, but they, to me, are, like, a probably top 10-ish team, I would say. I, I would not say they're, like, top five. Like, they play the top five teams. They lost convincingly every time. I, I just don't see how you could attend their better number one. And that's a team that metrically uh, shook out pretty well from what I saw. Uh, I think in, in Cam Palm, they're top eight or, or something like that, I want to say. But, I mean, just to speak to the um, important part is how this how this works after this. Like, how did the inspiration part of this work? I think that Auburn really will come in hungry this next week. They play a very patsy Gonzaga. I mean, Gonzaga. Georgia team at home. They won on the road for the past week, so first home game in a couple of weeks. And I think they'll be hungry for that. I really do. Um, as they should be. I mean, they should probably be hungry for every game, being, you know, the history moniker and all that they operate around. But I think they'll be the fucking life of Georgia. I think that's going to happen. Uh, obviously, even without, you know, fuel to the fire, it probably should. Georgia is, I think, one of the worst teams. Literally, I think any the... Um, bottom tier of the worst teams in the all of basketball but past that um we have Kentucky uh on Saturday I do think that that's going to be a good game and it would have been a good game regardless I think it's gonna be college game day regardless um I know a lot of I am a recently graduated Auburn person I know a lot of Auburn people that will be there at 4 a.m uh and even earlier than that to that go to that game it's going to be a hot game I believe it's going to be like a 12 tip off last time we played Kentucky on Saturday I believe it was a 12 tip off but it'll probably be around that time could be a massive game uh, probably the biggest SEC game in recent memory Kentucky appears to be the clear like number two in the conference I think at this point Alabama lost multiple games uh, Tennessee would be the shot of them uh, I'm trying to think who else would be I guess A&M and Arkansas have trended well recently but um, it, to me, based on the eye test, again, Kentucky appears to be clearly the number two best team. And when healthy, 
uh, Shibewe may be, you know, contestable with Walker Kessler there, but maybe the best defensive player in, in the conference. Um, Ty Ty looks like every game they said he would be. Um, Tavir Willer was an amazing acquisition. Mitch and Grady have shaken out a lot better than they did in previous year. Um, when healthy, I, I feel like they have not really necessarily depth, 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 D-E-P-T-H, to match with uh, Auburn. I really don't because I saw how they looked without um, Ty Ty and Severe. And I think that, um, who was it? Um, LSU. LSU, I mean, obviously, once you have two people out, they looked better than Kentucky at that point. Um, but healthy, I mean, I thought Kentucky would beat LSU by 10 in Louisiana, and it looked like they were trending to do that, even with just Ty Ty and not Severe. Um, so it should be interesting to see, you know, Severe against. I would probably say you'd have him primarily matched up against um, against Zeb Jasper. It's really about the reverse. You'd have Zeb Jasper matched Jasper matched up against him, and you'd have uh, I would say probably KD on um, on old buddy uh, Ty Ty. That'd be pretty much the best kind of you know like other than Alabama Auburn, probably the best guard matchup in the conference. Um, and it's speaking of something negative, so I can just go ahead and leave and kind of get you guys something to digest on for the day. Um, some of the negatives, I guess, and how you could view this. Uh, I've seen it mentioned a few times that it probably was going to be your best chance to like, be number one um, this week because of the simple fact that you had, like, like even uh, Newell alluded to, you had the overwhelming media support to do so. Uh, you had Baylor lose, Duke lose, you know, all these guys lose that have opportunities to get ranked wins in the future. And obviously, Auburn was not completely well liked before the the uh, streak of losses by these other teams. Like they, Auburn's like what number four. Uh, they moved up very slowly once they got to about the you know top ten mark to get here. So and they had a pretty massive like vote gap uh, a couple weeks ago even. So it's going to be tough, I think, if. Like, let's say Baylor starts construing some major wins, beats, you know, uh, Kansas or beats somebody of that caliber. Uh, it's going to be tough. Um, I can't think of anybody out of maybe outside of Purdue who could really get some, you know, enough wins to really make up the deficit uh, with the Big Ten. But Purdue is an option. Uh, I, eh, Wisconsin, I think they're a little bit too far behind as well as Ohio State, but Purdue could get some pretty big wins in the future. Um, and then, I mean, you probably outside of Kentucky, like some of your better opportunities to really get up there have passed. I mean, Tennessee, that's not going to be a pretty contested. It's going to be a pretty, I think, pretty weak win by that point if you do get it. Uh, they just don't appear to be the same class as they're up for elite in the SEC. Uh, Florida, that's going to be a quad one opportunity, but you know. Uh, um, you play Alabama in Auburn, that should still be a quad one opportunity, although they're certainly not trading well right now. Um, but yeah, after the Kentucky, I mean, unless you, I can't think of the schedule I'm talking about here, but unless you go to like, go to Louisiana, some of your best opportunities to kind of rank up really have kind of come and pass. Um, and Gonzaga, I mean, just speaking to the bias here, Gonzaga clearly has media bias and has had media bias for a while. Uh, it's going to be, I think, tough to uproot them, even though, like I said, they do play a patsy conference for the most part. Again, one of the better uh, WCCs in recent memory, but they pretty much only play two other, you know, 
decent uh, NET teams for the rest of the entire like year. Like, so I mean, what can I say? But I don't know, man. If they if, if they didn't use that as a knocking down point to this point to say that they played a, a weak schedule, uh, at least weak in conference schedule. I don't know when they would. I mean, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better, uh, at least until they play, I believe, St. Mary's and uh, San, San Francisco. But it's not going to get better. I'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's say, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, I think I mean, there's another possible, I guess, could be that they'll probably be chasing number one as much as they can. Now, there are caliber of win, like quality of score. Um, that does factor into metrics. Like, if you do beat the shot of, like, let's say, so you have, like, a top 20 Arkansas, like, 20th Arkansas. Um, if you beat them, like, 40, that does count a little bit differently to beat them by one in some metrics. So, if Auburn does say, hey, let's just come out and beat the shot of everybody because you want to hit that number one, that could factor in. You could have a inspiration or motivation there uh, that you didn't have before. Even though I would contend that was kind of an inspiration they had just to win that old Miss game the way they did. I mean, they had a second year. Um, and some of that's probably brought in the fact that, like, old Miss players are just dog tired by the end of it, and Auburn has incredible depth. But I don't know. That's about it for me. I kind of gave what I wanted to talk about in this. And I hope you enjoyed it. Um, see you soon.